Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 252 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome back to a new season of the podcast. I actually took the last month off just to focus on self-care and all of those different things. What I've been trying to do with the podcast is basically podcast eight months of the year. And so I podcast for three months, take a month off, another three months, take a month off, and then I do two months and then take November and December off because I know how crazy and busy and packed November and December can be. But the good news is on any of the months that I'm taking off, we'll still have episodes of the podcast. We, As I record this, we have over 250 episodes. And so what we'll do is we'll replay some of the most popular episodes of the podcast, because I know for me, just listening to a, an episode one more time usually leads to something like, oh, I didn't hear that before. So but it's so good to have you and rejoin and reconnect with you. Today's podcast is a conversation with Dr. Adina Silvestri from adinasilvestri.com. And Adina and I are talking about this idea of we are, you know, in the middle of this pandemic. And Adina works with, is an addictions therapist, and she has a podcast called Atheists in Recovery. And when this pandemic happened, there were some unique challenges, right, to someone that's in recovery, especially that might someone that might be going to 12-step groups and all of those things, right? You could no longer meet in a physical space. You had to maybe figure out Zoom calls and all of those different things. And Adina saw a real opportunity there to be able to serve her audience while continuing to grow her business. And so we're talking all about that journey today. So more specifically, we're going to cover a range of different topics and a range of different things. We're going to cover some of the things around what happened during that pandemic and and where was Adina's mind? How did she overcome some of the her own fears and anxieties around the pandemic? And how was she able to move into a space of wanting to serve her clients and, and folks who were listening to her podcast? We are going to talk about how she generates content for her podcast, more specifically, how she's been able to use this COVID pandemic to provide resources and support, and also then expand her professional network, her referral network, and all of those different things. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful 
uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. So we'll get right to today's podcast session. Here's my conversation with Adina Silvestri from adinasilvestri.com. Hey, Adina, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hi, Melvin. Um, it's it's so good to connect with you. And I feel like these podcast conversations have a different meaning that now we get to actually connect through a pandemic, you know, yeah. and I feel like all of these human connections are they're really wonderful. Agreed. Agreed. I'm a longtime fan, so I'm really excited to be on. No, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. You are doing a lot in the world. And I'm just one before we even get started. I just wanted to tell you like, how happy and proud I am of you because I mean, you've actually taken information from the podcast and actually implemented it, which is like amazing and wonderful. So props to you on that. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. We were talking about this right before, right? That, you know, we've both been business owners for a number of years. And it's not that we don't struggle with fear, doubt, and anxiety. It's more that we just press on, you know, knowing like, you know, we're called to do bigger things and we're called to do other things in the world. And so, yeah, trying to just, I guess, tap into that. But it's not easy, especially in the middle of a pandemic when, you know, so many folks are struggling and so many things that are happening in the world, you know? Agreed. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to kind of start here, which is I want you to put your business hat on. When COVID-19 started and you realized that there was a huge gap in just the area of addiction and 12-step and recovery and all of those different things, right? Meaning that, you know, a lot of times 12-step groups were not happening like live in, in a building because of restrictions and pan- and pandemic and safety and all of those things, right? And then some were switching to Zoom. So when you started to see all of this, like what was going through your mind? Yeah. Well, like anyone else, I had some anxiety, like what's going what's gonna to happen now? <laughs> the world's ending. Um, and especially for the populations that I see that are uh, that are particularly vulnerable, they need community, right? We, we recover in community, which is something that I say pretty often on my podcast. And so, yeah, it was, it was a little scary. Um, but, but luckily, you know, I had been using Zoom and I had been using teletherapy for a long time, even before the pandemic. And so it was a very easy switch for me to say, okay, guys, you know, you're, you're not going to go to meetings, even though I would love it if you did, (laughs) but if I'm your only connection, let's make it count. So that's what we did. I struggled with this and I wanted to ask you about it, which is right when the pandemic started and even like weeks after, I think there was my own fear and anxiety and grief and confusion and all of those things around it, right? And for me, like personally, and then also as a business owner, like, oh my gosh, you know, like, what am I going to do kind of thing? How did you find in yourself that ability to say, oh my gosh, you know, 
I, I do feel scared for myself and for my business. But how did you then take that step to say, hey, guys, look, these are options that are available. Like, how did you step out, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah. So how did I step out to my to my to clients? Your call, yeah, to, to yeah. your calling, right? To your... Mm. To, to, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, it, it helped that I had all of these, these years of, of business experience under my belt. And so, you know, I've, I've been through some pretty awful scenarios, not pandemic worthy awful, but pretty, pretty awful, <laughs> pretty traumatic. And so I, so I knew that I had the resilience within me and I just needed to stay the course. And, and, you know, I, I guess it's, it's that glass half full mentality, like everything will work itself out. right? So that's what I kept saying. And I just said, even if only three people show up this week, I'm going to be like the best addiction therapist for those three people. But of course that wasn't, that wasn't the case, but yeah. I feel like, and you use such a powerful word, awful scenarios, because we, I, you know, I think if you've done business for any amount of time, if you've been a small business owner, there are plenty of awful scenarios that yeah. all of us go through, right? You said you learned a lot, like just about your own resilience, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that cumulative? Like, did you learn a little bit from each of those scenarios? Or was it more like something just kind of clicked, you know? Yeah. Well, I think money was was one of the things that I was really concerned about. Like, you know, am I going to have enough money to continue to see these clients? <laughs> How is that going to work? Do I need to get off, give up my office? Or should I keep my office? So, so, so some of those very tangible things too. But again, I just, I had to have faith, which I guess is what we'll be talking about later. <laughs> I had to have faith and I knew that this was going to be a, a growing experience. I knew that whatever was going to happen at the end, I was going to come out better for it because I was going to dig deep into what I do best, which is connect with people and help them become their authentic self, no matter what demon, inner demons they're fighting. So Uh, That's like really profound because I felt like COVID-19 all of the systemic and racial issues that are happening in our country, like all of these things are dividing us, right? And and sort of isolating us. But what you actually tapped into is that that human need for connection, you know? And that's right, because I, I feel like this is one of the most important lessons I've learned through this podcast, which is, you know, I think sometimes, especially for many of us in the field, we hear words like marketing and stuff like that. And we're just like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. I don't want to do any of that. Right. But, but I felt like, I think I forgot who said this, but one of the most profound statements I heard is like marketing is connection, you know, and you said, I mean, you did that, right? Like you connected back to your purpose, you connected back to your clients, you know, and all of those things. So it's like, that's amazing. Thank you. Side tangent, like what decisions did you end up making regarding your office? (laughs) Yeah, I ended up keeping it mainly because when I'm home, I don't really have a a dedicated space to work and my partner is working from home. So it was just easier. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was easier to have your own space. So I, again, I know that a lot of therapists are navigating this and, and doing different things. So this is an office space that you're renting out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to ask me where I'm seeing my clients? <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to yeah. ask like uh, how the, like, are you still paying for the space during uh, the pandemic or how does that work? Or did you like set up some arrangement with the, you know? Yeah. I tried setting up an arrangement and it didn't work. <laughs> so... 
So I'm just using the space as best as I can. And I'm actually seeing, I'm actually doing outdoor therapy. So it helps. Yeah. (laughs) So it helps mentally to think that I'm still somewhat using the space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like the office is your anchor point and the outdoors are your office now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so I'm doing hypnotherapy outdoors too. And, and it's been really fun because people are saying like, oh, you know, I don't need the music, Adina. I just want to listen to the surroundings. And I thought, well, this is perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music is built right in, right? Yeah, it's ingrained. I wanted to shift a little bit, which you have a, a podcast, Atheist in Recovery, right? So which, uh, you know, for something like a podcast in the middle of this pandemic, I mean, it's such a unique opportunity to be able to be a voice, right? And serve on a larger scale, right? Mm -hmm. And how have you thought about like content? And I I don't know if content's even the right word, like content for your podcasts, the things that you put on social media, all of those things as, you know, if we've gone through this pandemic and everything that's happening. Yeah. So in the beginning, I tried to just focus on recovery. I, I did a themed months, which was recovery under quarantine. And so I had some Harvard professors on and I had talking about mindfulness and I had somebody come on talking about do online groups really work? And this this is his research is is all about digital connections. And I had a a grief expert on. And so, so that was good. And also I learned a lot. (laughs) Like I always like I always do. And and then I just kept listening to my community and, and, and the clients that I see and I would gain a lot of insight as to what they were struggling with. And then I would I would formulate podcast episodes around that, like five ways to connect with your therapist online. <laughs> you know, things like that. So you're hearing, you know, you're hearing community members, you're hearing people on social media, you're hearing your clients and So even when you hear those things, like I would even like, I would love to even pick your brain on that. So there's that, there's a space between when the content is created and when you're hearing the stuff, right? What happens in that space between? Mm -hmm. So then I do a little bit of research. I'll maybe go on Google and, and see, you know, if any of these topics are trending and, and if they are, I'll look at it and then I'll say, how can I do that better? And then I'll, and then I'll start outlining an, an episode. How do you figure out like when things are trending? Like, is it just a simple Google search or? It's just a simple Google search. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I try and keep it simple, but. Nice. So Adina, I wanted to ask you, do you, so you do like a Google search. Um, do you, I, there's something called Google trends, which I know that I used like a couple of years ago. Let me just double check. And yeah, it's trends.google.com. Uh, do you use anything like that at all? I don't, but I will now. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. No, I I, I remember I used it a while ago. And I think one of the things was, it's like, it tends to be almost like what people are searching for in Google and it's so like broad, but, but it is really interesting. You can get like a general pulse of things. and And I was just thinking like, even for you, like something like that might be really interesting, right? Like as, 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 you know, every day there's something happening, right? Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So then you, so you, you do the research and then you structure these sort of episodes, right? And are they, they're interviews, they're, they're solo episodes. Like what, what do they generally tend to be? Yes. So they are both, they're um, guest interviews and then solo 
And sometimes it just depends on whether I can get the guests in on time or not. <laughs> so sometimes they're more solo than they are guests. But but yeah, I have a running list of people that I that I want to reach out to. So that's cool. And then and again, I'm not like the best with this, but how early do you reach out to these folks? It depends. <laughs> again, it depends on how yeah how structured I, I've been um, with the podcast. I, so I went 52 weeks without a break. So it was very much like the week of I would be coming up with episodes. Um, so I finally took a break and that felt great. And so now I'm, I'm gathering steam again and hopefully I'll have five or six banked before I start up next month. Nice. Yeah. That's what I try to do as well. Like five to six and then just, you know, and then, uh, and then go from there. It, it's a, it's a much more like relieving position, yeah. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> as opposed to scrambling to think through stuff. So, so some of these are interviews, some of these are solo episodes. And so even when you structure, let, let's take your solo episodes. Uh-huh. So when you structured those, right. And I feel like this is relevant either for a podcast or whatever, right? Like whatever social media, if you can do a live stream, whatever, I guess, let me ask this. One thing I struggle with is I may know a lot about a topic. And so I want to try to like, it's almost like a fire hydrant, Mm. like, you know, try to give like so much information. And I really have to check myself to be like, oh my gosh, Mel, you got to like slow down and like maybe focus on just like three things, you know, so as not to overwhelm folks, right? So how do you sort of think through how you structure, especially those solo times? Yeah. Well, this is interesting. And it actually took a fan. I have, I have a fan now. It actually took a fan to, um, (laughs) to point this out. A person, not the thing that keeps us cool, right? (laughs) Like an actual, yeah. Like an actual person that listens. (laughs) And he said, you know, I looked at your website and you do hypnotherapy, but yet you don't, or no, actually I was on, I was on another podcast episode and he said, I listened to that episode and you talked about hypnotherapy, but you you never talk about it on your own podcast. How come? And I thought, hmm, <laughs> that was a very profound um, question because I don't talk about the things that I know best. I'm usually seeking out guests because I'm interested in their topics and I want to learn more. And so like for the Harvard professors that I interviewed, I told them, send me all of your research. And so I spent like a week to two weeks reviewing all of the research and then I brought them on which I guess is a lot more work now that I think about it, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. And it, I mean, it gives you opportunities to learn. And by the way, you're way more like organized and thorough with, than I than me <laughs> with, with that. So props to you. I couldn't remember it was a conversation you and I had. I think it was, but when COVID first started, like you actually geared an episode around, like you even put COVID as like a keyword, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and sort of the behind the scenes of that? Yeah. So I, I that must have been for the um, the recovery under quarantine themed mm-hmm. podcasts. And so I would just put that in, in the title, you know, five ways to connect with your therapist during COVID or yeah. Okay. You would put COVID or you would put the recovery under quarantine or both? I would put both. So some of them I put COVID and then the others I put recovery under quarantine. Yeah. That's cool. And what, what happened as a result of that? Like putting that in? I don't know. I didn't look at the Google analytics, but for those specific episodes, but people were reaching out to me and saying, you know, these are really helpful. I loved the ones on, on resiliency, which was part of that themed grouping. So there, so I, I know that they're being found. 
Yeah. That's cool. I just don't have the stats on them. Yeah, no, no worries at all. Um, that's really interesting. I mean, again, I think like real credit to you for being able to take a just an unbelievably difficult situation that all of us are in, you know, and being able to even have the the heart to be able to say, you know, I'm like struggling and going through so much, but I also want to like serve others and serve my clients. And I imagine that's what makes you a really good clinician. So Hmm. thanks, Melvin. I wanted to wrap up with this sort of question. So your podcast title, which I mentioned earlier, is called Atheist in Recovery. It's a pretty controversial title, (laughs) right? But the podcast is not geared toward atheists. One, I guess sort of multiple parts to this. What was the thought behind that title and creating that title? I thought it was catchy. <laughs> um, it is It is catchy, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and, and so I built, uh, I built the podcast uh, based on how my clients were finding me. And so in the very early days, they would say to me, you know, I looked at your website. Your website wasn't woo-woo. You know, you're not preaching AA. And I like that. And so I want to come see you. And then, you know, after about 750 of these interviews, I thought to myself, there's something here. There's a gap here because these individuals need community, but they're so turned off by the God thing that they're refusing to go. (laughs) And I'm not against AA, not at all. But I wanted, I wanted to help people find another, other pathways because there are many other pathways to recovery that didn't involve strictly AA and, and believing in a prayer answering God. I feel like this could probably be a whole other podcast conversation, <laughs> but what's like a common other pathway just because I'm curious and I'm sure folks listening are as well. Yeah. So some other pathways would be smart recovery, which is built uh, on the cognitive behavioral therapy framework. And then there are, there's so many, you know, people tell me that they listen to podcasts as part of the recovery, or they go to agnostic groups versus strictly AA groups. So they're just building in different, different types of community, or they they find a bunch of people that are like-minded and they go have coffee every weekend. And that's the recovery group. Interesting. And so let me just make sure I understand. So the ideal listener is someone that is in recovery, but that does not sort of identify with this, the spiritual component of traditional 12-step groups. Is that right? Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> so this is where it gets confusing because I, so the tagline of my podcast is all of us believes in something. And so I'm finding that even people that are atheists or label themselves as atheists, you know, if they're in a crisis, they're going to hit their knees. And so you're right. This can be a whole other podcast episode. I think that these labels are very outdated that we're using. The meaning in the labels in, in what sense? Like Atheist and agnostic. Ah. Uh, yeah. And so you believe that, like, I guess if you could change the labels or update, but like, what would that look like? Oh, great question, Melvin. Um, atheist light. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because they because they tend to and so and even there have been even studies done Pew Pew studies Pew research studies that atheists and agnostics know more about religion than than other religious groups. I just yeah. So I asked this question in the very beginning and of of each podcast, and this was another thing that's been kind of controversial. 
I say, you know, tell me about your deepest roots. Tell me about your spirituality from childhood. And then that at least gives us a framework from where these individuals are coming from, because using the labels alone, I don't think it's helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I can see like using a phrase like deepest roots, right? Like that, I don't know that one, it's like very open-ended and inviting, right? And so it gives people uh, the ability to focus on areas that they feel is relevant to them. Yeah, definitely. What's been another sort of, I guess, what's been the general reaction of listeners (laughs) with all of this? Yeah. So I think that that's been um, the, the biggest thing. It has been, you know, you have an atheist podcast, but you mentioned spirituality on almost every show. And then they'll follow it up with, but you're doing great. I know it's hard, but I'm, I'm, I'm a listener. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's just sort of, you know, it's confusing to people, but my God, without that feedback, I would be lost because it's such, this is such a lonely job. <laughs> uh, you're saying like creating content and, and podcasting. Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah. No, I mean, that's probably a whole other topic for another time, but you're right. Like, I think this is probably something we don't talk about as much, whereas, you know, as our influence grows, how isolating sometimes that can feel, you know, even though on the surface or when people look at it, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, there are all these folks and you have fans and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. That's cool. I, what are you, and I want to wrap up with this, I guess this question, what are you most looking forward to as, you know, as, as your podcast evolves and as your business evolves? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I mean, I I would love to, I guess I would love to do what I feel like I, I do best in my private practice, which is to to build community, whether that's online, uh, in person, once, you know, the pandemic is over. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like yet. Maybe it's a retreat or, or something like that. But but yeah, I would love to, to just to build something out like that, where everyone kind of gets together and talks about their deepest roots. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Do you think Man, I keep saying it's my last question, but you keep you keep sharing some very interesting stuff. Do you think like having a podcast has been like helpful in that? Because you Sim saying like how it sort of evolves, you know? Yeah, I I think it will be helpful in helping me to create community. Um, right now, I'm just having fun. I mean, I'm just having so much fun meeting people that I never would have been able to meet, you know, from people that are besties with, what is the Amazon guy's name that I'm blanking on? Jeff Bezos. Yep. Him to Buddhist psychologists to, you know, just, I'm just having so much fun. And so I don't know what the future, what the future holds for the podcast. I know I want to, I know I want to keep doing it, even though sometimes it's painfully hard when you're running a a practice, but it's kind of like my hobby, I guess right now. And, And eventually it'll be something more. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think for me, it's like, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Like, I don't think podcasting is like an easy thing by any stretch of the imagination, right? Requires a lot of vulnerability, but I do like, I I feel like I love those authentic moments of connection, right? Like you and I, I mean, I just, I mean, maybe we would have met, well, I'm sure we would have met online, right? But like, just the fact of like, you know, something like this, that we can actually have like a deep conversation or, you know, even what happened right in the middle of this interview or my internet went out, right? (laughs) And, uh, And just to be able to laugh it off and just, you know, and just, and just go forward, you know, so. Yeah. Adina, I'm just so grateful for you. 
where can we learn more about you, more about the podcasts and, and some of the awesome stuff that you're doing in the world? Yeah. So um, you could find more about the Atheist and Recovery podcast at adinasilvestri.com. Perfect. And I will put that on the show notes page, which you guys can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 252. Adina, thank you again for doing this and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Melvin. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Adina. And especially if you are in a space where you're trying to figure out how to market authentically, I hope that today's podcast session has been particularly helpful for you. I was thinking about just some of the biggest takeaways that I I took from this conversation with Adina. And I think one of the things is what she said, you know, she comes from this place of wanting to be of service to her clients. I feel like that phrasing, it sounds like a little bit like, okay, it sounds good. But I think for me, like once you really understand that, right? Like once you really understand that you want to be of service to those you serve, right? That really makes a big difference in how you approach marketing, how you approach your business. And I feel like just even based on my own experience, like I feel like People really see that. People see your heart in in the message that you share. Show notes to today's podcast conversation can be found over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 152. And again, Dr. Adina's website is over at adinasilvestri.com. I wanted to invite you to download the free online course guide if you are thinking about launching an online course and just want some things that have been helpful uh, for me and some of the tough lessons that I learned along the way. You can again download that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, we're actually starting a live cohort called Online Course School. This is a great opportunity to join with other therapists to validate and launch and record your online course. The best way to find out about this and to keep updated when the core launches is to download, again, the online course guide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.